Not gonna have your promise? You won't cook up any more schemes at school? Okay, Dad. I promise. No more schemes at school. And that's from an adorable movie uh, called Kidco, where kids start their own company. And this kid is uh, one of those go-getter kids that no one can no one can stand in his way. And he and his uh, siblings go out and start a company. And I won't tell you any more about it. It might be a hard movie to get, uh, but it is called Kidco, Kid Company. And um, I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, and my show is The Rational Basis of Happiness, and I'm a clinical psychologist, and I can take your calls and questions on any problems you're having with your partner, with your kids, with your parents, any problems in your life. Uh, Any question you would ask a counselor or a therapist, you can pick up the phone right now and call me toll-free, 1-877-DR-KENNER. That's toll-free, 1-877-DR-KENNER. And I want to welcome you, Lisa, to the lines. Lisa, you're having problems with your grandkids? Are you worried about them? Uh, Yes. Tell me, Uh, yeah. I believe that they are in an abusive situation where their um, father and stepmother are constantly arguing and fighting and where I know the law enforcement has been involved before. Okay, so um, when you say abusive, what are your facts? What do you know? Um, just, I mean, just constantly screaming and yelling where, and then maybe the stepmother going out and, you know, beating on the cars and the windows and hitting her head up against the cars. And, you know, I'm not for sure if they are beating on the children or not. You, so it's not like, how old are the kids? Uh, eight and five. Eight and five. And is it your son? Is that the dad? No. Oh, how are they related to you? My daughter. Oh, f- your daughter. Okay. Right. And does your daughter still have contact with them? Yes, she does. They, you know, they uh, split custody. Yeah. They alternate weeks of having them. Okay. And, and you know, okay. she's also concerned about, you know, can she just, you know, take the kids, you know, and let him know that, you know, until he improves their home situation. So she needs to be able to build a case, though, and partly if the kids are eight and five, the eight-year-old can certainly talk. If the, if he fa- Is it a he or a she? It's a he. It's a he, if he feels comfortable talking. And that's that's really difficult. Is he someone that you're close? Are the two kids close to you? Yeah, they, they're very close with us. Have but they've also been uh, warned by their father not to say anything to anybody about what's going on. How do you know that? They have said so. Okay, so they are starting to talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, Dad is, so Dad's afraid of losing custody then? Well, I think, you know, that he may know that that, you know, that could be a possibility. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I just don't think the situation there is, you know. Is safe. Very, it, is, it is affecting them. It's affecting them in school. What's happening in school? Uh, well, they're being very disruptive in school, uh, which they weren't before. And they also are having nightmares at night and not being able to sleep. Uh, uh, yeah. One has even woke up in the middle of the night. You know, they did say this at the... Uh, he woke up in the middle of the night, put his sweatshirt on, put it over his head, and then went and laid on the couch and slept for a while. 
because he heard them fighting or because he was afraid for himself or see I'm trying to figure it here let me tell you what happens in abuse do you think it's physical abuse not sexual it's just physical or yeah, you don't, I don't even know I do not believe it's sexual no okay with, with either type of abuse usually the parent starts escalating you know they might start calling names and then they start hitting and then they start or threatening first, and then it moves into hitting, and then they usually hit on parts of the body that are covered. So the kid, it doesn't show in school. The clothes cover that, those Uh parts. And so if they're, you know, at your house, if you see any bruises that are unexplained, or if they keep saying, well, I keep falling down the stairs, I'm clumsy, they may be covering up some abuse. So you want to be able to, uh, number one, just open your eyes and see what's going on. Once the abuse happens, the hitting or the the screaming, the yelling, of course, um, if we talk if we're talking about physical abuse, uh, then then you then the parents or the abuser, the perpetrator, has to get the children not to speak, not to talk about it. And so, what type of methods would you get to get a kid to shut up? What I mean, would you use? They either use bribes. Oh, you're my, you're, you're, we have a secret. We don't have to tell this to anyone else. I'll buy you that toy you've wanted. Right. Or they use threats. You say a word to anyone, and then they pick one of the kids' values. I'll take away your bike, or you're not going to have the dog anymore in the house. You know, they threaten, or you'll never get to see your mother again. And so the threats and the bribes are two very common uh ways that perpetrators try to shut the kids up then the kids may disclose meaning that's the next stage after the abuse then the secrecy then the next stage is disclosure they might tell a friend who tells the parent who tells the school you know the teachers the counselors or they may tell a grandparent such as yourself or they may they may not spill the beans, but someone may walk in and see the hitting going on and report it. So sometimes it's within the kids' control when they report something. Sometimes it's not within their control. Sometimes they're ready to talk. Sometimes they're not ready to talk. And you want to make them increasingly more comfortable to talk, but they do, if they're with their parents, there is a real threat. If you see bruises, you can bring them to a doctor in an emergency room and just have a doctor look at the bruises. And you need to get some documentation, but if you suspect it, I would encourage them to talk. There is a little book, Some Secrets Are for Sharing. I don't know the author's name, but you could Google it, which is just a little kid's picture book, and it's about a little boy who's afraid to to speak up and say that his mom's been hitting him. But he accident. He tells his coach, and then he feels very guilty. Mm-hmm. And then they, they he goes into counseling, and um, and his mother calls him a liar. Of course, she never hit him. But then everything comes out, and they make it very comfortable for the boy to talk, as comfortable as it can be. Um, and the mother does have to go to therapy and get some help. So that encourages kids to speak up because it's a, it's a little picture book that gives them permission. Some secrets are good secrets. You help them know the difference between good secrets, a surprise party, or a gift that you got f- someone for the holidays. 
don't tell them it's the, just what they wanted right. and some secrets are not good secrets and they I have every right to speak up to a trusting adult and you might be that trusting adult you want to yeah. find out what the threats are though because yeah. if they feel like something really bad's going to happen or they feel really guilty you need to try to let them know that 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 you'll be there to protect them assuming you can and then you can call the minute you have evidence of any abuse you can call uh child protective agencies or you can call a lawyer and get some help so um the, uh so really before you can build a case you really can't there's really nothing you can do um, you can work like the Dickens to to help the kids feel comfortable with you and let them tell this story. You don't want to go in there like a lawyer. Okay, have they hit you on this? Have they done this? Have they done this? It's more like you say, so tell me something good that happened to you today. And if you could erase one thing, what's something that happened today that you didn't like at all or that makes you feel real anxious? Or they might see a story of someone being hit. It might even be a cartoon, and then they start. Has that ever happened to you? Have you ever been in that situation, and how would you handle it? You want to help them open up and talk. Sometimes in play therapy, with play, kids will act out the scenes that they see at home, the parents fighting and the hitting. Listen, thank you so much for your call. Um, I, I wish you the best of luck. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner on The Rational Basis of Happiness. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologists Dr. Kenner and Locke. Here are a few assertiveness tips that may help you express yourself more effectively. One, be as clear as possible when expressing your viewpoint. Give a specific example, which helps your partner much more than using global language such as you always or you never. Mentally paint a picture of what you experienced, such as, I was waiting at the restaurant for an hour. When you didn't show up a call, I felt abandoned, angry, and embarrassed. Your partner can easily visualize this, and you are communicating your message much more skillfully. Two, get to the point quickly. Your partner will appreciate your directness, and you will have a better chance of resolving your conflict without further misunderstanding or harm. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com, and you can buy the book at amazon.com.